Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Moving to Florida show. I am your host, Judson, along with co-host Mohit Badlani. Mo, how are you today? Good. How are you? I am doing good. Uh, not the most exciting of topics that we're we're going to be discussing today, but uh, something that we we probably need to. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough one, but um, we we do have to you know talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you know, for everyone that's looking to move to Florida, maybe buying a house, uh, we feel like this is something that's going to be important. And we're going to be discussing, you know, basically life and times with COVID and and what's going on with the housing market. And uh, I think our title will roll something along the lines of, will there be a foreclosure crisis in 2021? Mm. Um, We we can make that a a very long or a very short answer, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. we're going to be talking about mostly about our opinions on it. And we got to show you some stats or tell you some stats uh, on what was last year versus uh, what it's going to look like this year, maybe. Or, I mean, we haven't had a big foreclosure thing happen in a while. So uh, we'll pull those numbers up for you guys. So you guys are, are informed with that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, one of the things that I come back to is uh, I listen to a lot of real estate investment uh, stuff as well, you know, and, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's part of how we ended up uh, creating this podcast is I, I had the idea for the podcast and I, I found out that, that Mo wanted to create one as well. And that's how we kind of came together on this. But anyway, I listened to a lot of, of real estate investment stuff. And, you know, for years they've been going, oh, are, are we at a top? Are we at a tipping point? Or, you know, is the market going to crash? And and again, for years, people have been saying, yeah, we're, we're probably almost there. We're, we're due for a correction. Right. Uh, but then COVID <laughs> comes along and yeah, things tanked for, for a minute there. But as you've you know, you heard from our numbers, yeah, they it came back strong. So it did uh, not last. It, it's it's interesting, but then as we'll discuss, you know, there's a lot of things coming together this year. So so man, I, I say we just get into it, right? Sounds good to me. Um, I don't know if you have your numbers up for uh, last year November. I do not have those in front of me, but but fill us in. All right, so last year November in Florida. For some reason, Florida does not have last year's November particular numbers. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. They don't have 2018 numbers to compare with 2020 numbers. So 2019, uh, December, we were at a minus 23.8% when it came over year to over year. So which means we only had about 1,300 homes, 1,287 to be exact active inventory in December of 2019. And as of November 2020, only 317 active foreclosures, which means they were probably already in the process of of foreclosure or whatnot, um, because we did have, um, um, you know, the the coronavirus uh, crisis and uh, pandemic. And, you know, we had the uh, moratorium on foreclosures and evictions. So that probably helped a lot of people who were probably going to go into foreclosure um, have been served or a list pendants. So if you can fill them in what, what a list pendants is. <laughs> yeah, I get this a lot because uh, people will send me listings from Zillow that say pre-foreclosure and you know they want to buy the house. And I go, yeah, that does not mean anything other than a list pendants has been served, which the list pendants is basically just a notice that, that they are behind on their mortgage payments. Correct. Um, correct. So, so those were the stats from, uh, from 
all of 2019 versus 2020. Now uh, that nationally, you're also looking at at a different uh, a different number. So at, in 2019, nationally, there were about let's say 50,000 foreclosures. It was a little like less than that, 49 and change in uh, November 2019, and there were just 10,000 in September 2020. So you can tell that there was a significant drop nationwide. As right. Well. So what you're saying is there's been a significant decline in the number of foreclosures, but but that Correct. is most likely due to I think it was the CARES Act which had the the foreclosure. Um, uh, what was that word? <laughs> Mor- moratorium. moratorium. Yes, it had the foreclosure yeah. moratorium. Uh, yeah. So so and yeah, there are still some active foreclosures, but those were most likely already in the process because it is a lengthy process. So they were already in the process before. So, I mean, you know, it is possible that just looking at that, you know, from that perspective, some people that were already going to be going into foreclosure, um, that's going to be coming around the corner once these moratoriums are lifted. Um, Which is by the end of January, January 2021, I think January 31st, 2021. Right. Uh, We don't know if the new administration is going to enact a new CARES Act or if they're going to help out these people that are financially in, in stress and in distress. Uh, and we just don't know what the new administration is going to do with that. Right. Yeah. From, from the things I've been hearing, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, there's also an eviction moratorium. It sounds like that's going to get extended. If that gets extended, I would imagine the foreclosure, you know, moratorium would get extended as well. And, and then, you know, the other thought of that is there may be some legislation or something like this that, that allows, something, you know, for these homeowners that maybe are in some sort of financial bind that will give them something, you know, some sort of loan modification. Right. Loan modification is what I think, you know, we know about the forbearances, basically where people are, you know, that that applied for forbearance with their lender aren't having to make payments right now. But that's where one of my concerns comes in because I have talked to basically multiple people. I've heard a couple of different things, but I've seen firsthand with a few different clients that, you know, they're going, okay, we're not having to make our payments right now, so we're all good. But what they didn't realize until we really dug into it is that all of their principal from every month is still getting added on to to their um to their principal, basically. All all of their interest right. I, I may have said principal interest. All of the interest from their payments every month, which especially if you're in the early stages of your home loan, is the bulk of that payment is interest. And that's getting added on to the principal. Now, if you're going to live in the home for the next, you know, 15, 20, 30 years and keep on paying that mortgage down, it's going to work out fine and those people will be okay. But, you know, if they end up in a situation where they need to sell in the next year or two and they've suddenly got an extra $20,000, you know, added onto their loan for those interest payments that they didn't realize, they very well could be in a negative equity situation. So that's that's probably one of my biggest concerns when I look at this situation overall. Yeah, I I, under, I also heard you know some of the uh, banks that are doing foreclosures for some uh, some people that are in uh, distress or or have taken that option to do, to do forbearance. Um, did I say foreclosure? Sorry, forbearance. Um, that that whatever time frame that they lost that they couldn't pay are going to be added into the back end of their mortgage. So that could also be beneficial for them. Um, I'll tell you firsthand, lenders do not like foreclosure or foreclosing on you. So I'm sure they'll find a way to help you in any way they can uh, that to keep you in the home or help you pay uh, uh, pay back those, you know, backlog um, 
And there's a back payment uh, time frame yeah. that you lost. Yeah, the back payments that you had. Uh, you, you know, there's they'll probably give you a chance to refi on the house. Uh, the, like I said, they might add it, tack it on to the back end. Um, they probably even probably even give you a chance because with the market the way it is, they probably even give you a chance to sell your home before you get served anything. So you might even come out on top. You just don't know. Uh, so they'll give you that time frame too, because a lot of these lenders don't—they don't want 2008 to happen all over again. Because there were there were too many banks that were just going under because you know people stopped paying that stopped paying them. So um, I think uh, lenders have been a little bit more—I wouldn't say lenient, but a little bit more forgiving when it comes to uh, foreclosures. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think hopefully anyway, the banks learned their lesson in 2008. They don't want that situation again where the market was just flooded with properties and and prices just tanked. You know, even if they do end up having to take some of them back. Um, I've I've even heard that some banks now are almost like they're getting into the the flipping game, right? Where where they're, you know, they they do have to take a foreclosure back, but they can see what it's going to be worth and they will actually put a little money into it to fix it up and and sell it as a, a nice home, you know, rather than taking values. Exactly. With the interest rate being so low, it's a, it's probably the strongest buyer's market I've seen in almost forever. So, I mean, interest rates are sitting up from our last episode close to, you know, 2.8, 2.9. Yep. So, uh, they see that there's a buyer's market out there. So, if we do have a foreclosure out there and we can flip it and make some profit out of it, why not? Yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to visit something you said a moment ago. Um, you said that sure. you know the bank might even put in a, at least give you a chance to sell it, even if you're behind on payments, even if you can't make your payment right now. They might give you the time to actually get it on the market and get it sold. Um, so we do see situations like that um, in a short sale, right? It, it could be a right. short sale right. situation. And uh, do, do you want to take that one and kind of give us an idea of what that is? A short sale basically is um, it's it's it affects your credit a lot less uh, compared to a foreclosure. So foreclosure, the bank completely takes over, and uh, whoever the buyer is is going to have to negotiate with the bank to get the to get the house that you want. If you're an investor or, or first time home buyer or, or just a buyer, um, short sale is before you get in get served the foreclosure papers, you can short sale it, sell it for a lower amount and the bank, you know, just gets out of the red. It affects your credit, but you can still purchase a home within the next two to three years. Right. And then short sale, I mean, the the name comes from the idea being that you, you're short on your, on what you owe. The home is worth less than you owe on it, which is, as I mentioned with extra principal, extra interest payments getting added on. Some people could end up in that situation. Um, But basically what the bank does on a short sale is, you know, say that that the home's worth, 350, but you owe 360, you're 10,000 short. And of course, we're shortcutting a whole lot of processes here, but just to give you an idea, right. you're 10,000 short on, on what you owe the bank. The bank's going to forgive that debt when you when you sell it um, rather than right. foreclose it because it's going to cost a bank a lot more than that to to foreclose and go through that whole process. Correct. And if you have a foreclosure in your on your credit report, you can't purchase a home. I believe it's uh, seven years. I think it's gotten a little shorter than that. I think it's, it's less yeah. than that now. Like five to yeah, seven. But it, it takes a while. But it's going to take a big hit on your credit at that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the other part of it for sure. Um, well, so we were, you and I were going over some numbers the other day um, on what the current rate of foreclosure is. Um, there were some percentages that you were throwing out. Do you remember those numbers? 
yeah, let me pull it back up again. Uh, yeah, November was only 317 active homes of last year, which is about 75.6% less than the year prior. Yeah, so prior. That's, that's what's going on right now. Um, yeah. I, I believe you had said something about, because we were talking about the 2008, uh, you know, when the recession happened, and you said what, you know, what foreclosures look like today, what percent of our market, it was like maybe 3 or 4% of all sales are, are foreclosures. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And what was it uh, back in 2008, 2009? Oh my gosh. It, I, like I, 70, see. 70 or 80%. It was some 70 crazy, or 80% homes. Huge, yeah. You know, yeah. amount of sales. And I mean, b- bottom line, what we're getting at, we, we probably could have just summed up the whole podcast into, into this. Uh, is that going to happen again? Highly unlikely. They're, they're, they don't want that. They don't, I don't, banks don't want that to happen. The government does not want that to happen either because they know a lot of people are in financial constraints right now or might not be able to pay you know their mortgage so i believe the new administration well i i hope the new administration that comes in um helps out these uh people that are in in these you know predicaments right. well, well while we're on that and we definitely try to not get too political on on this show because you know we i'm sure we have listeners from all backgrounds but i know that another right. thing that has been thrown around and discussed is the possibility of a, a new home buyer credit of some sort have you heard about this a national right. one yeah i heard a national one because i know in florida we did do this and we have done this in the past multiple times uh first time home buyer credit which is a uh, $7,500 towards uh, your down payment or closing costs, which is a significant amount of money that it's going to help first-time home buyers. That might even cover all your down payment or all your closing costs. So if they're doing this nationally, it will definitely help um, first-time home buyers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When you when you have, you know, programs like that, that's really going to help. It's going to incentivize people to to get out and buy a home, which, you know, we're already seeing so many people want to do. They're they're tired of being cooped up in an apartment. They want, you know, a yard. Uh, they want a, right. a home office, you know, because they work from home, these types of things. So, yeah, we're, we're already seeing you know, demand due to these things. So yeah, I think that's just going to help. Definitely. It's definitely going to help. Uh, I don't see where it's going to hurt, but it's definitely going to help. Uh, it might hurt our, our uh, taxes, our back end, <laughs> our taxes on the back end, but uh, it's definitely going to help out these uh, first time home buyers. I mean, nationally, first time home buyers is, uh, is, is significantly up with the interest rates already so low. So don't know what the interest rates are going to look like when that new administration comes in. I know the Fed said they're going to hold on the uh, uh, increasing the you know the national federal interest rates for a while. So again, what does a while look like? It could be you know the end of this year. It could be middle of this year. It could be next year. We just don't know. Right? Yeah, I know. I know that rates are projected to stay roughly about the same. I mean, they're expected to stay low for the remainder of this year. Here, here as we record in January of 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, can't believe it's 2021. <laughs> I mean, I had to write a check today and I <laughs> and I forgot it was to write 2021. I put 2020. I was like, oh, 
oh man, I got to put a one in there. <laughs> there you go. Well, going back to the numbers. So I'm, I'm over on Sunstats now, uh, and that's our uh, Florida Realtors uh, resource that we have. So we've done, you know, kind of we've done monthly episodes throughout the year where we're going back over the numbers. But I wanted to recap just the the percentage changes um, going all the way back to January 2021 when nobody had ever heard of COVID-19. Um, at that point, we were in, in January 2020 versus January 2019. We we sold 16.8 percent more homes in Florida, and that's that's all sectors. So that's condos, townhouses, um, manufactured homes, single family homes, everything. 16.8 percent more in January of 2020 than the previous year. In February, it was 9.3 percent more. In March, it was 5.6% more, which, you know, the whole COVID-19 basically became a thing right around mid-March. So we were Correct. still up um, year over year in March. Now in April and May is when it, when it tanked, you know, that's when, cause I think in March, you know, a lot of people were, they were already under contract. They were already moving forward, but you know, mid March, when all this happened, people pumped the brakes. So April, 2020, right. we saw a decrease of 25.7%. In May of 2020, it was down 39.9%. So, I mean, that was when, you know, everyone was really worrying. But in June, things mm. started to come back. We were we were still down a little bit, but only 1.9%. And then in July, we were back in positive territory. So, July 2020, right. 10.2% more homes sold throughout the state of Florida than in July of 2019. And I believe that's due to our, uh, our state being open or phase one being open and then we we opened in phases of phase one phase two phase three so i think this was phase one being open and a lot of the states were not uh even close to being a phase one open so they decided they saw florida open up let's move to the sunshine state right and and some of that could have been just you know people that were going to buy and sell in those april and may months and weren't able to and you know doing that in that time frame um because my thought is during this time frame, I know like um, I had family that drove over and visited. I think it was around this time frame. I had family that came and visited and, you know, they had to, they drove in and they had to pull off the highway, go through like a checkpoint basically, and, you know, give all of their information. Right. They had to agree to quarantine and all of that. Um, so, you know, my thought is maybe, maybe a lot of this where we're up 10.2% in July is just people within the state you know, moving and buying houses. Right. Because what right. happened after that was in, in August, we were up 9.1%, but then in September, 22.8%. And I think that's when we really started <laughs> seeing people, the influx coming back in. I mean, admittedly, right. Florida has been growing for years and years and years. We've had a growing population, but this is 22.8% year over year in sales that were up in November. And to put a number on that, 41,189 homes sold in September of 2020 in the state of Florida. So, I mean, a 22% increase, we were, you know, somewhere in the low, low 30,000 range the year before. That's all. That is a lot more homes being sold. We saw the exact same thing in October, 27.6% up. And in November, 24.3% up. We don't have December's numbers, but based on, you know, what we both saw in our businesses, what what other agents that we've talked to, it's going to be in the 20% increase as well range, I expect. I expect the same. So, so yeah, I just wanted to go over those numbers to show how much demand there is, how much, uh, you know, something else that we've hit on as we're doing, doing these recordings is our median sales price in Florida has still been increasing. It's still going up. Homes are, are worth more as, you know, interest rates are down. People can afford more home as demand increases. 
prices keep going up. So that does mean that even those people that are, you know, unfortunately not able to make their payments right now, their home value is still there and still increasing. So that does help them to not get into a negative situation. So again, you know, they, they very well may end up in a situation where they do need to sell the home, but there is, is plenty of demand there. I guess we'll come back in a, in a few months and see how things are going when it comes to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's all we really can do. I mean, we definitely don't have a crystal ball. All we can do is talk about what we're, we're seeing day to day here here in Florida. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, will there be a foreclosure crisis in 2021? I don't see it happening. Uh, I'm sure there will be some. You know, we, we will see probably more than normal, but but not anything that's going to cause any kind of market crash or anything like that. All right. looks like we're good for today. Sounds huh? good to me. All right. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, if you have any questions or you, if you need a, if you need a realtor in Florida, you can reach us at moving to Florida show at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at moving to Florida show. And on Twitter, our handle is at moving to FL show. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our show. And if you like our content so that it will automatically download to your device and get you one step closer to moving to Florida. Thank you.